You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't wanna miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. How to make sure that when you are looking through different diet plans, when you're trying to strategize like how to change things up so that it works for you, but also understanding why it works for you, that's very, very essential to whenever you're trying to incorporate a new style of eating. So if you are to come across something or if a friend shares something with you and they say like, hey, I just found this new diet plan or, you know, I'm eating like this and it's working and you decide to try it out, it's good for you to understand you know, why that thing is working for you. When you're looking through, whether you're reading a magazine or watching something that's telling you about a specific diet or not, one of the things that you wanna pay attention to when you're testing things out on your own, when you're looking through other diet plans is the control. What are the control factors? If you understand, first of all, are there control factors? Like are there the, the calories, the macros, the activity level, things like that. Like control factors mean like what parts of this are staying the same? Because one of the things that we don't realize when we are coming upon different types of information, when we're coming upon, you know, studies about some new experiment that worked or some new diet plan that worked, typically we're not paying a whole lot of attention to, or that study isn't paying a whole lot of attention to what the things are that actually stayed the same or how many things changed during that time. That's actually a really big deal because of the fact that if you changed 13 things when you were incorporating that new diet plan or whatever, or when you decided to change up some things to get healthy or whatever the case may be, whenever you change things up like that, if it's multiple things, then often you don't know which thing actually made the difference. So it's really important for you to understand what are the control factors. If someone is telling you that something worked, you need to ask them, okay, so what exactly did you change, but also what stayed the same? If you cannot find the things that stayed the same, then you won't be able to diagnose whether or not that thing is actually working for you. Because if they changed up other things and they don't give you that information, then you are going to be struggling when you go to incorporate that and it doesn't work for you. So it's going to be something that is really going to hurt you more than help you if you don't know exactly why that thing worked for them and not you. So the control factors. What is staying the same? Are the calories staying the same? And then they added some new exercise, and so they're judging based on that. Did the macronutrients stay the same? Did the activity level stay the same? So whenever you're talking about control, control means that you know you're not just cherry picking without looking at all of the other factors. 
does lowering your carbs mean that you increased your protein amount or percentage? If you got hungry on lower carbs, you know, you're typically going to eat more of something. So maybe you just ate more protein and the thermal, you know, the thermodynamics of that made it so that you were actually burning more calories. Or, you know, if you are eating whole foods, does that mean that you've actually increased your fiber intake? If you are intermittent fasting, does that mean you've actually lowered your total calorie intake? So it's very important to focus on what are the controls of this thing? What stayed the same? And if you are becoming your own detective, you're experimenting on yourself a little bit more and you're trying to figure out what's working for you or why, and you want to test out different things, you want to make sure that you're only changing up one thing at a time. And then you are taking note of how that one thing is affecting you. How did things change when everything else stayed the same? except for the one thing. If you change 12 things and add the one thing, you may make a correlation that isn't actually accurate because correlation is not always causation, but diets and the diet mentality has taught us to kind of correlate things that don't necessarily equate to, you know, one equating to the other. So make sure that if that's something that you're studying and you're trying to figure out why did this work for me in the past, think about what the circumstances were then and if they're the same now before you go to apply it. And then when you do take that into consideration. So the, the other three things that I'm going to discuss are going to kind of touch on that same control issue. So always making sure that you know what the control issue first and foremost. The second thing that I would say is, is the thermodynamic issue, like the calories in versus calories out. Like how does this change that you're incorporating affect your overall calories in versus out? Like is, that, is this just a, a newer, clever way of controlling your calorie intake? or of burning more calories or like like is the workout activity level staying the same so again talking about the control issue even though you know some of us may not even want to count calories like calories count like you don't have to count calories but the, your overall intake does count so understand when you're going to you know test out a new style of eating or if you're looking at some way that you ate before ask yourself how did that affect my overall calories so if you're eating one way and then you apply something that someone else is doing or something that you read in a magazine or something that you know you've tried once before and you're like every time I do this it works evaluate why it's working what were you eating before the total calorie intake versus now sometimes certain styles of eating whether it's you know only eat whole foods, you know, not eat processed foods, or like I said, with like intermittent fasting, or even like lowering your carbs and things like that. Sometimes we're not seeing the obvious. The fact that removing that that bun from the burger reduced the calories by like 150. Like sometimes we're not seeing that and we're just thinking like, every time I go low calories, you know, it's like magic. The pounds start melting off again. Well, maybe you just reduced your calories again because often say if you swap out, you know, a bun for a lettuce wrap, that lettuce does not have the same amount of calories as the bun did. So the swap that you just made 
didn't necessarily have anything to do with the carbs. I mean, not saying that it didn't, but those are the things that you have to take into consideration is how did that change affect my overall calories inverse out? If you start eating salads instead of fries, did you just simply reduce the calorie intake? If you start eating, you know, foods that are, you know, if you decide to go vegetarian, and you reduce a lot of your intake of things that are higher, you know, maybe in fat because you reduce the amount of animal meat you eat. Maybe you reduced your saturated fat. Your overall fat levels have gone down. Fat has tripled the amount of calories that carbs and protein do. Maybe you just reduced your calories. So that is something to take into consideration is how did it affect your overall calories in versus out? I know we hate thinking about like, I don't want to count calories forever. Not saying that you have to count it forever, but just saying, just take the time to see like, if I was to take on this style of eating, what does it do to my overall bottom line? Sometimes you may find out that it's just another 1200 calorie diet in disguise. So don't be afraid to take that time, punch those numbers in, and see where it works out. Does that mean you have to be glued to the numbers forever? No, if it works out, you look at it, you punch it all in, and you're like, I'm eating the same amount of calories that I should be, and this helps me to hit my protein and fiber goals, done. Which brings me to the third one, which I would say is the satiety and the thermogenesis factor. So that in layman's terms is, you know, so we talked about how does it affect your overall calories inverse out? Also, how does it affect your macros? Pay attention to those things. Is it because typically, if the satiating and the thermogenic foods are a part of the plan and you're increasing those and you hadn't had those before, then that is going to affect your bottom line. It's going to improve your macros, maybe naturally. Maybe eating more whole foods increases your fiber intake. Maybe going vegetarian or vegan increases your fiber intake. Take note of those things because if you are changing to a way of life that doesn't necessarily work for you for life, then at least take note of what the change could have actually been. So if you started eating more fruits and vegetables in whatever the plan is that you have and it increased your fiber intake, then maybe just take that into account. Okay, I need an overall increased fiber intake. My body seemed to respond well to that. If you are eating you know, you decide to go paleo and suddenly the fat's melting off. How was your protein intake before versus now? Did those things change? If they did, maybe that's something to take into consideration is, okay, so those same foods that increase your satiety, which means your fullness level, which makes you feel fuller, those are often the very same ones that have a higher thermogenic rate. Thermogenesis just means that your body is burning calories while burning that food off. So that means that the food that you took in, it actually takes more energy to digest it than what the amount of calories were. So that's something to keep in mind. If you're taking on a new style of eating and that's what's happening, you're eating foods that are keeping you full longer and you're eating foods that take more energy to burn, guess what? Just by making those food changes, it was almost the equivalent of eating less and exercising more because you're burning more calories because you increase thermogenic foods and you're fuller because you're eating whole foods or you're eating things essentially 
that have protein and fiber. So check that when you're looking through that thing or you're trying to go back in the stack of books or whatever DVDs that you had or talking to somebody about something that's working for them, run, start running these questions through and saying like, okay, if I was to do that, how many calories is that versus what I should have? What's my total energy in versus out? If it's just a fancy way of reducing calories and it doesn't seem like something you can stick to, then maybe you don't want to do that and you want to find a way of cutting, reducing your calories that actually works for you. If it's just a fancy way of giving you more protein and more fiber and you can't stick to it, then same thing. Just look at overall, okay, this style of eating worked for me. Here is why. Now I can take this and apply it to something that does work. Or if it does seem like it's something that's like it was really easy for me to keep up that style of eating and now I see why, then you take that information, you combine it, and you understand that, okay, so I need to do that, but I also need to make sure that I'm eating enough because even though I really liked the energy that I got from those foods or I really liked how I felt when I was eating all of that, Overall, it was just a glorified 1,200 calorie diet, so I need to eat much more of it. Those are the things that you want to pay attention to. This is how you become your own detective. This is how you start figuring out what works for me, why it works, and how I can take best practices and apply it. Because none of us are going to eat 100% the same, but if you're dissecting those diets, which essentially they are diets or plans or whatever they are, if you're dissecting them, paying attention to what are the controls, what factors stay the same, and making sure that if you're trying something new on yourself, that there is a control factor. Something needs to stay the same. Don't change your workouts, your eats, eat less, you know, work out more, eat more fiber, eat more. Don't change all these things at once or adding superfoods, whatever they are, without keeping something the same. Because if it works, then guess what? You have to keep all 24 factors because you don't know which one worked. So you want to add things in slowly and then do your detective work. How do I feel? What did this do to my overall bottom line? Did this increase or decrease my total calories? You know, because there's things that may help you and they may hurt someone else. There's things that may work wonderful for somebody else and then not for you. You need to understand why. If a person who likes eating a lot of food at once decides to try intermittent fasting because they're like, I don't like eating less than 1,200 calories per meal, so I need to only eat two meals per day, that may work for them because they're still hitting their overall calorie input. If you don't like eating more than 400 calories per meal and you reduce to, you decide to intermittent fast and you're only getting two to three meals in per day, then guess what? Three meals of 400 calories is 1,200 calories. You have just gone back to a super low calorie diet, which means that sure, it'll seem like it's working for a while until it's not. So take that part into consideration. Same thing. You decide that you want to whatever, Go paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, vegetarian, whatever. Note, like, I love how I feel. Why? Maybe because I'm eating more vegetables than ever. Maybe because I'm eating less processed foods than ever. And say, okay, but I do want to have the occasional 
fish or something like that. So when you go to insert that, keep the part in that you liked about it, the part in that worked for you and or see like, okay, when do I just like going vegetarian because it makes me eat 900 calories a day? If so, then you either need to add something back in that puts those calories back up. Or if you say like, I, I am dedicated. I want to be vegetarian. I do not want to eat meat anymore. But when I stop eating meat, my calories reduce. Then you need to find plant-based ways of getting those calories back up, getting that protein back up, keeping all those other things in check and making it work for you. So there's ways to make it work for everybody. And it's just about figuring out what that means for you. So dissect what's in, what's in control, what's staying the same, dissect how's it affecting your overall calories inverse calories out is it just another way of controlling the calorie intake or burning more calories if it's like fasted cardio or something pay attention to are you adding in foods that are making you feel fuller which means maybe you're eating less so that could also be another way of reducing calories or are they are you adding in thermogenic foods fiber and protein which means that you're burning calories just in the digestion process. So essentially it's almost like you started moving a little bit more because you're eating these foods that are like stoking that metabolic furnace. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes. You can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at eatmore number two way less or via email at info at eatmoretowayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Way Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmore.